0: Oh, we got that Topo Chico.
1: That shit tastes like it has butter in it.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. I want buttery seltzer.
1: (laughs) You would. You spent like a whole summer drinking beer covered in fucking butter. Yeah.
0: Stockholm Syndrome. We
2: went down the rivers. We crossed the plains.
3: and the USA.
1: It's like the, uh, what were the ads back in the 80s for the uh, Australian Toaster Biscuits? You ever see those? They're, try, they're trying to make like this, it's basically an English muffin, but it's like Australian toaster biscuits, and this little fucking Australian kid at the end is like, it tastes like it's got real butter inside.
0: What the fuck? No. Like a little line from the ad. Uh, that's disturbing, too. Mm-hmm. It tastes like it's got real butter. <laughs> I can assure you, it does not. <laughs> fuck, oh. I don't I remember that at
1: all. <laughs> anyway, I'll prove it at some point. <laughs> Here's what the experts have to say about Australian toaster biscuits.
3: They're much fluffier than those hard English things. It tastes like it's got butter inside.
0: Australian toaster biscuits.
3: They make my mouth water.
0: On that note... Well, yeah. Um, Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked.
1: Thank you. Glad to be back.
3: How the West... What? Fuck!
0: Uh, Today we're operating under uh, austere, almost frontier-like conditions because Tony's recording studio has half electricity, so it's like we're working at like 1910 speed. Yeah. So it's like-
1: um, Yeah, something happened and the power in half the building went out, and in this jam space, uh, there's usually like air conditioning. I've set it to 50 degrees and it's sitting at about 76. It's still blowing, but it's not really making cold air. No, it's
0: but not it's, really hot in here though either. But also, like every
1: everything, all the plugs on that side of the wall. I'm gesturing to my left, or sorry, my right. Uh, do, they kind of work. Like I plugged a lamp into it, and it 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 glows really. I just dim. don't get
0: how yeah a circuit can kind of work. I don't uh. know, this, is,
1: this is the third time it's happened in like seven years. Okay. So, like I said, I'm pretty sure they keep blowing transformer, like the underground transformer. And the last time it blew, it did this exact same thing. Our fridge was like and the light was really <laughs> dim because it only had like half the amount of power it was supposed to be working with and then one room had full power and then the rest of the house was completely out and none of the lights worked it was fucking weird but they gotta quit buying these these goddamn power transformers from fucking harbor freight well you know
0: but we're lucky because we got the apparently coal-fired steam-powered laptop and board <laughs> so we can i got a.
1: Uh- uh, 1896 Singer uh, uh, sewing machine. Pedal, you just got to keep right pumping the pedal. Yeah, running the laptop.
0: I, I, now we have like a donkey on a stick walking <laughs> around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> like Conan. Um, except for they didn't use donkeys in that one. Those some of that good old child labor. Uh, Conan
4: punched a camel twice in both movies. Really? Yep. So that's four times? No. Twice just, total. Twice, twice total. total.
0: Got it. Yep. So he hates camels. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't remember that.
3: <laughs> Can you believe that? Huh? Can you believe
0: <laughs> I do remember the first one he punches. He's like all shit-faced, right? I don't remember the second one because I don't think I've watched it as many times. Is that Conan yeah. and the Destroyer? Yeah, it gets a little weird. That There's, was great that, with Crystal Grace. Uh, Can- yeah, yeah. Grace, Grace Jones. Grace, terrifying woman. Yeah, like break the over her knee like a candy cane and yep. yeah. And who the fuck hell isn't like Wilt Chamberlain? That's who it was. Yes. Oh, Yeah, Wilt
1: Chamberlain. And was Sandel Bergman in that one? Or was that the Red Sonia movie that I'm thinking of?
0: I don't know. Sandel I'm Bergman was
1: Red Sonia. Oh I thought, yeah, the cha- I thought she was in Conan and the Destroyer. Also, no,
0: she was the. Wasn't she the one that was in the first Conan? Like the... fuck, I don't remember.
4: She's the one from uh, Hell, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, yes. I was trying to remember the last time I... And the movie
1: that She. Have you ever seen She? Yes. No. Holy fuck balls! That movie is absolutely fucking
0: crazy. The guy that keeps on getting blown up with the landmines and, and just multiplying. multiplying.
1: Every time they cut, cut off his arm, his arm grows a new him, and he grows a new arm. So then there's like 20 of these fucking assholes. Wow. Yeah. It's basically Dressed not. like a fucking sailor. It's
0: basically the Hydra, only yeah. Yeah, it looks like... Kind of a cross between the uh, sailor and uh, uh, Rip Taylor. Yeah. If, if they, I remember.
1: With an eye patch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> Didn't see that one, huh? <laughs>
1: Not yet. You would have remembered
0: it. She, 1984. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of post-apocalyptic wastelands. I was okay. going to say,
1: I don't know what the topic is, like always, so I'm just going to keep talking about shitty movies until you guys tell me
0: what <sighs> we're working with here. going to make my internet work. It's also steam-powered. So, Tony, what do you know about Haskay Bay Ne Neatal <laughs> or Natal? I I just butchered that. Call nine hundred and eleven. Will call nine hundred and
3: eleven.
0: He's otherwise known as the Apache Kid.
1: Nothing. I got nothing.
0: Nothing. No speculation. Speculate. What What do you think the Apache Kid might be about? Did he invent the helicopter? That would be. Better, there's probably going to be a Disney movie like that, like some Doogie Hauser style kid works at fucking uh, Hughes Helicopters or, or oh, what yeah. are they, McDonnell Douglas? No, and no,
1: and he gets bonked in the head by something, and, and they have suddenly, to transport his soul into a fucking helicopter, oh God. Oh, yeah. so he becomes the helicopter.
0: <laughs> nice, so it's like Christine only yeah. with an Apache. Ooh, why hasn't that been done? Fucking it, dude. That's like would be it's the- like
1: Herbie the love bug, except it's fucking whatever the kid's name would be, Charlie the fucking... The Vincent. helicopter, kil- Vincent the helicopter,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The helicopter, The helicopter. But, okay, that's... Which a, is Disney, I guess, yeah. That's a Disney good America. idea. It's fucking not anywhere close to correct. Um...
1: I pres- I presume he was. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, gu- okay, gunfighter that was like Native American, but was taken in by the white people. I,
0: I was going to ask if you do, do. you think the name Apache Kid indicates that he isn't Apache or like killed a bunch of Apache? I feel or... like he's
1: a, he started as Apache and was like was like put under his uh, gunfighter's wing and became a gunfighter.
0: It'd be also a good movie, but that's not correct. Kind of well, it's uh, it's, it's close. It's close-ish. Fucking yeah, I guess
1: swinging out here.
0: Well. I don't know. We'll, okay, then we'll,
1: then it was a fucking white kid that got raised by. It's like a, a little big man.
0: Funny you should mention that. In my research, they did make a movie that's pretty much like that, but okay. it's it's the opposite of what. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm gonna stop. I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> All right, sit back and enjoy right, my anyway. fucking. Yeah, you're half right.
0: We'll uh we'll uh, we'll hit we'll hit it off with the Comic Sans. Lovely, so. lovely
2: NPR. <laughs>
4: Uh, the Apache kid was probably born around 1859 or 1860 on the San Carlos Agency, so he was Apache. Yay. yay. Uh He was the grandson of a chief, uh, Togo de Chuse. I'm sure that's how he pronounced. it. We're going to be
0: doing a lot of, yeah, I apologize to any uh, anybody who knows how to pronounce these things, because mm-hmm. we don't. And Just we're keep gonna, screaming at your r- iPod job. or whatever. <laughs>
4: Uh, In June 1882, Apache Kid enlisted as a scout for the 10th Cavalry at Fort Apache, which is convenient. Uh They had 10 of them, huh? Uh, Within a month, Uh he fought against his own uh, people at the Battle of Big Dry Wash.
0: Wow, that's Uh, a very descriptive battle. Is that where they
4: invented the dry fucking shampoo? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That shit always perplexes me. Oh, I'm going to use some dry shampoos. like... It doesn't, doesn't exist, man. Dryland is a myth. I don't fucking believe in that shit.
1: <laughs> it's just other people's dandruff with like better uh, better scalping yeah, it's just, that you dump on your own. Why head? don't you
0: just take some, you know, the old powdered uh, dishwasher soap <laughs> and just rub that in your fucking hair? Because it's just <laughs> dusting it up with soapy shit. All we are is dusting your scalp. Yeah. <laughs> I got
2: a full on moment. Sort of chubby.
0: Uh, He
4: stopped scouting in 1887, and we'll get to that in a little while why he did that. But fast forward to November 1st, 1889, Dateline, whatever that is. Hila County, Sheriff Glenn Reynolds and his deputy W.A. Holmes and a stagecoach driver named Eugene Middleton were transporting to the penitentiary Yuma eight Apaches, recently convicted of various crimes. With them, the Apache Kid. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Al Sieber, who he talked about in the, uh, what's his name, uh, Tom
0: Horton episode. Well, and also Geronimo.
4: And Geronimo. He offered them a couple of Apache scouts for the journey, but Randall said, quote, I do not need your scouts. I can take those Indians alone with a cob and a lightning bug. Man, wow, so
1: many, that's so many some of MacGyver these, shit. So many of these, <sighs> like, recently, too, it's was just like, all I need is Four good men and yeah. they run the entire column. Well, that
0: at least kind of makes sense to have like confidence in your trained ass soldiers. This mm-hmm. guy's talking about random entomology and and household objects. What do you say, a firefly and a corn cob? Yep. I mean, that's <laughs> one oh, of those oh, is going oh, up your ass. Take out house. with a fucking candlestick and a water buffalo. <laughs> you know, like I don't. I don't get that as much as I. I mean, Fetterman was an idiot, but at least you know he had. Soldiers. Trained murderers that he could be like, ah, these guys could probably murder some people. (laughs) Not quite as many as he assumed. Mm -hmm. And they weren't quite as crack of a fighting force as he assumed. Nope. When he got over the ridge, he remembered he was outnumbered 10 to 1
4: or something like that. Oh, shit, that one thing I forgot about. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're following the Gila River there up in Arizona way. They're going up a grade. So the sheriff had six of the eight prisoners walk behind and push. The kid stays push the in the
1: horse? Wait, what a wagon. Oh wagon, okay.
4: <laughs> Don't push too hard on the horse heel. <laughs> yeah. That was seen in the Corsican brothers where he ends up head first in the horse's ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're pushing the uh wagon up the the hill there. It was dark, so the sheriff walked behind the wagon. The rest of the Apaches behind him. Oh, actually, I don't think they were pushing if they were behind him. I was going to say, you're all arrested, then this fucker starts rolling backwards and just
1: kills the sheriff. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of Um, OSHA violations.
4: uh, Deputy Holmes was bringing up the rear. Suddenly, the Apaches let out a war cry and started to grapple with the sheriff and the deputy. The sheriff was shot, but the deputy was not. Yep. He apparently had a heart attack and died. So they shot the sheriff, but they didn't shoot the deputy. (laughs) That's correct.
3: Because
0: he had a heart attack. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Is the the sinister war cry of the warlike Apache is enough to just
4: oh give the give him heart
1: a attack. heart attack.
0: Yeah. it wasn't just... or the fact that he's trudging uphill and probably eats nothing but bacon and whiskey. So <laughs>
4: uh, the sheriff couldn't get to his revolver because he's wearing a heavy coat, probably kind of bundled up. Solid thinking. Yes, excellent. Like, like a uh, uh, Christmas story or something like that. Yeah, his arms are sticking straight <laughs> out.
2: Ah, uh, fragile. That must be Italian. Well, I think that's says fragile.
4: Thing. Uh, Middleton, the driver, uh, he looked back and got a bullet in the right cheek. Uh, he fell over and played dead, though. Face or ass? Face. Okay. <laughs> uh, the prisoners freed the kid, uh, and they escaped. A posse was formed to look for the escaped prisoners, but rain and snow obscured the trail, as it always does in these stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, of course, the kid and the others knew the territory well. Uh, July 1890, Apache scouts captured one of the fugitives and returned with his head.
0: Oh, good. That's not what captured means.
4: Mm, I I guess
0: not. (laughs) If you only captured his head, you've killed.
4: Oh, I suppose. So five out of the eight Apache prisoners were assumed dead by mid-1890. And by the end of 1890, only the kid, the Apache kid, remained free. Mm. Uh, so his real name is either not known or the one you just spat out.
0: Yeah, the hey, t-ay, a lot of A's in it. Uh, let me find it again.
4: But the Army records show him as just the kid.
0: Which I'm sure that's some good official, you know, when you're trying to draw your pay. So, so, well, somebody's already came and got a paycheck for the The kid. Mr. The Kid.
4: (laughs) Uh, He didn't get the Apache The Kid moniker until he became a renegade.
0: Of course, because, you know. Mm -hmm.
4: He's got a motorcycle and (laughs) fucking.
1: I can't remember the intro for that show which is pretty fucking stupid
2: he was a cop and good at his job but he committed the ultimate sin and testified against other cops gone bad cops that tried to kill him but got the woman he loved instead framed for murder now he prowls the badlands an outlaw hunting outlaws a bounty hunter a renegade
4: He was probably 11 when General Crook campaigned against the Apache. Well, uh, for me, well,
0: <laughs> well, that's also the one we were talking about with Crook. Where boy, he hated that shit. I remember so, that. Yep, yeah, I want to go to Montana and go fishing instead. Mm-hmm. For weeks. Place of whist. Some whist. Yeah. Yep. Pinochle.
4: Uh He was born in Era Vipa Canyon. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. But it's I, actually pronounced
1: Vipa Canyon. No, okay. <laughs> a crab! They lost to a
3: crab! Morons! I have morons on my payroll! <laughs> that
4: was 25 miles south of the San Carlos Agency. Uh, like many Apaches, he could run fast because they didn't have horses.
0: Well, they chose not to have horses in yep. most cases. He yeah, probably man.
4: ran when he escaped, since he didn't have enough horses for everybody. Uh, most sources say the kid married one of the daughters of Eskiminzen. He was the chief at San Carlos, kind of raising his street cred among the era of Vipa Apaches there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid's connection with Al Sieber, chief of scouts. Uh, and some say the kid was uh, Sieber's creation, but probably not.
0: Creation like fucking Frankenstein? <laughs> or? Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, he's like it's—it's like his talent agent.
0: Yeah,
1: like, I fucking made you, man.
0: You owe me. <laughs> well, in El Cibor, we'd talk about—I uh, can't remember what happened with him and Tom Horn, but like uh, the fucking Geronimo thing. It's where, like, he kind of knew what he was doing, and Army wouldn't listen to him. I think, but then he got like what shot in the toe or the knee or the gut or head, shoulder, or maybe—or maybe I'm conflating that. with, Like, I think he was played by Robert Duvall in the one where it's like. West Studi playing Geronimo.
1: Oh, but yeah. But I think he
0: gets killed in the movie, but he didn't actually get killed in real life, now that I think about it.
4: We'll have to go back and listen to him. We'll have to do well, it. Well, if he didn't get killed that in real life, then he's probably still alive. You just go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only uh, 162. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid probably learned everything from his grandfather, though. Uh, Sieber was appointed chief of scouts in May 1882. The kid enlisted as a scout the following month. During the Battle of Big Dry Wash kid showed great leadership and had extraordinary eyesight.
0: What? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> means he ate a lot of like, carrots. I guess. Man. I mean, like, how... I don't
4: know which vegetable makes you a good leader,
1: but... I,
0: I, well, I guess I just want a sampling of, French like, fries. of how they, like, noticed that he had outstanding eyesight, like... Hey, like, you what see it, that mountain over there? Yeah. No, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I can see it. <laughs> and it's covered in Apaches, you know, or, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't get it.
4: Uh, kid water. went with Sieber and Crook into Mexico to find Jew or Juh. Ja, what? <laughs> J U H. That's that was the name of. Uh, we talked about him, Geronimo. Oh, okay. He was one of the, the chiefs. That was in 1883. Then again, with Crook into Mexico in 1885 to find Geronimo, and with Captain Emmett Crawford into the Sierra Madre in Mexico in 1886. Uh, he was made Sergeant of Scouts at an early age of 22.
0: Yeah, kicking ass. Uh,
4: the kid's total enlistment time was two years and seven months because, you know, they would just go campaign for six months and then come back, so he kind of hung around the reservation after, after campaigning there. Uh, they were paid the same as cavalry troopers.
0: Yeah, good shit.
4: hmm $13 a month plus an extra 12 to maintain their horses.
1: Not
0: as good as, uh, well, at that time, I guess it's not... Terrible. I mean, army wages were shit no matter what.
1: Right. They didn't have like, you know, candy videotapes and, you know, records to load on. So. Oh, you should
0: see the shit like, you know, around an army post. I think I've talked about it like long, long ago, maybe season one, but like, you know, around every army post, you generally have various guys called sutlers that would show up. Like, settler, but with the U? Yeah, pretty Suttlers. much. okay And they would like sell you shit. Like whiskey and oysters, a lot of the oysters for some reason, and sure, like chocolate and, kind. and or land know, land tins rocky or mountain
4: kind, probably. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, either which way, like you know, a lot of times army Post was like would have prohibitions on having whiskey and shit, but you know, the settlers would just move far enough away <laughs> to not have the ire, <laughs> fucking of,
1: arms race,
0: right? But there's like uh, some ledgers of like you know, cavalry officers and stuff, and like just running up tabs, and like like. I'll see if I can find it. It's in that uh, Time Life Old West. Old West book. But there's like some lieutenant. Man, that motherfucker's just getting bottles of sherry and just tins of oysters and like just living it up. Damn, and like, dude. yeah. So, yeah, they did have, they didn't have like.
1: I mean, that'd be the way to do it. You like sign up for all of the fucking hazard pay jobs and then just like run up, run up tab after tabs, like whatever, I'm gonna fucking die anyways. Right. Like, eat all <laughs> the oysters you got and mm-hmm. bilious pills and whiskey and fucking brandy.
0: I just <laughs> still don't get the appeal of it because it always comes up. Mmm, some high plains, high plains oysters. Just hot, smarmy oysters from a <laughs> lead line can. Mmm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, then you
1: won't even need Billy's pills if it's a lead-lined no, can. No,
4: you're good. <laughs> uh, Twenty-five dollars was good money for the reservation at the time because San Carlos Agency was really poor. That means a lot of people uh, left, and they had to be hunted down because they're sp- they're not supposed to leave the res?
1: Yep. God, that's so fucked up. Well.
4: No. And of course, poor management uh, by its Indian agents, of course. And San Carlos was also call, called uh, Hell's Forty Acres. Mm. At least they gave him forty acres. So it's half like
0: i I'm picturing like a gated community, you know, with the like that on those, the the little marble wall. Acres, yeah. Welcome to Hell's Forty <laughs> Acres. Natural thermal springs uh, provide a serene backdrop for your outdoor activities.
1: Over five square feet of actual rock to see.
4: Uh, so there's no way for Apache to be found by the army without help from Apache scouts. Mm-hmm. Crook found out once he was seen by the Apache. you just returned to San Carlos because there was no use trying to trail him.
0: Well, at least he's a pragmatist. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Shit, the jig is up. They're five miles away and they saw us. Yeah. Damn it. Guess we <laughs> guess we better go back and get some oysters. Mm-hmm. Turn their cloaking device back. Yeah. On. God damn it.
4: Uh, Crook called the Chiricawas the tigers of the human race. Tiger. Uh, 1872. The Tonto and the White Mountain Apache were causing trouble, and Crook went after him. Doing uh, anyone outside the reservation was considered a hostile thing. So oh, one of those again. One of those. General, they didn't really General do War. anything wrong besides just leave.
0: It was like ah, you hostile Apache dude. I'm I'm you know like Honduran. Tough yeah. shit. He walked over this imaginary line that we made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a hostile act. <laughs> Fuck him up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
4: Uh, the soldiers found the White Mountain Apache, you might remember this, uh, at a cave above the Salt River. Mm-hmm. And the soldiers indiscriminately fired into the cave.
0: Yeah, I remember of that. Of course. Yeah.
4: But, yeah. And the Apache rolled boulders onto the soldiers.
0: <laughs> Which is. Kind of an awesome visual. Fucking A. It's
4: like some Lord of the Flies shit. Well, it
0: just reminds me of the shit, like, you're, like when you're in school, you know, you, you have your notepad and you draw little, like, stick figures having wars and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You know, you make the little train. Yep. And you have them.
1: You got guys tunneling under and yeah. fucking assholes. Yeah. So I'm just totally picturing,
0: shit. like, stick Apaches rolling balls onto, like, little stick
1: Holy soldiers. fuck. I haven't thought about that in a long, long time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make some of those tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice if that's the only thing you ever did from now on. Yeah, this <laughs> is, I can't come out tonight.
0: It's fucking gallery showing of,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Little Bighorn. Yeah, man. He this the is podcast. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not too different from like a lot of the guys. Now that I think about it, I'm not trying to uh, cheapen the work of the, the native artists, but like, you know, when they see depictions of mm-hmm. like the Little Bighorn and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's... Not as like you say, it's not stick figures. It's much better rendered than that. But it's a lot of like extra gory, like a hand is off and blood spraying out, and yeah. all, everybody's full of bullet holes, and yeah, you know, so maybe a little similarities. Sick.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, during the winter of 72, 73, they launched numerous expeditions against quote unquote hostiles with the aid of scouts, which included uh, the Apache kid there. Brooke traveled over twelve hundred miles and killed over five hundred hostile Indians. Quote hostile. Unquote, hostile. In <laughs> quotation <laughs> marks, yeah. <laughs> and forced the rest to surrender to San Carlos. Uh Brooke recommended that ten of his scouts to receive medals of honor.
0: Yeah.
4: He recommended it. Doesn't mean that
0: they actually sure right. did it. That brings up something to mind too. I was looking at uh like Reddit uh yesterday and there's a uh, Ask Historians like subreddit. And I almost never, like, I'll see these posts come up and I almost never stick around to, like, see the answers and stuff, but somebody asked, or I, in my mind it's very obvious, but, like, why is it that there's so many Native Americans listed for the Medal of Honor during the Indian Wars and then afterwards almost none until, like, you know, the 40s, like, well, maybe it's because after the Indian Wars all the Indians that were in the Army got put on the reservation and were no longer serving, you dumb shit. Yep. <laughs> Oh.
4: But the Medal of Honor was started in 1862. So during Indian campaigns from 62 to 98, a total of 419 medals were issued. Uh, nearly half of those were awarded for uh, fighting Apaches. Not necessarily given to the Apaches, just people fighting. Yeah. But I'm sure some of them must have went to Well, you got to
0: remember, like, uh, Wounded Knee, I think there was, like, there was a lot of oh, yeah. large given out of Wounded Knee and mm-hmm. shit like that, so... uh Kind of a bullshit <laughs> award
4: back in the day. Yep. <laughs> How many innocent women and children did you kill?
1: Oh, Oh, four hundred and sixty two. Sorry, you, man.
0: You needed three more toddlers and we got bumped you up to Medal of Honor status, but right now it's just the uh the, the, the silver stars. So. Oh wait, you have a bag of Shoshone baby hands? Oh the baby hands. All that there we go. Now we can do something. Congratulations.
4: That's why I think we're we'll save that one for the very last one. What's one? Wounded knee. Just just oh, because yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh.
4: Look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, trouble started again, though. A lieutenant named Jacob Almy was killed. Uh, Crook had to uh, put a price on the heads of the leaders of the murder.
1: I was gonna say, like a dude named Jacob died, so that means now it's a now it's a massacre. Yep. Yep. Super.
4: So seven heads were brought in in a gunny sack. Uh, it was kind of like the hey, bounty.
1: Is that of that. A fucking movie. I was gonna say, it's isn't it, that with Joe Pesci? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck it! Ain't. Fuck Oh, it's eight heads in a duffel
0: bag. Fuck you! But this is the prequel. plagiarism. Seven heads of oh, a decedent section. <laughs> prequel, it's like yeah, the the like El Mariachi is to uh, oh, yeah. Desperado. <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: but that wasn't uh, that dissimilar from the Mexican authorities that had uh, prices on the for Apache scalps for
0: decades before that. Remember that. I'm just saving them up until the price goes up. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have enough beaver down here for the beaver trade, so we mm-hmm. got to have some kind of natural resource. Oh, well, why not Apache Scalps?
1: Apache Scalps just went uh, fucking S&P 500. Yeah, yeah. I'm Com- investing heavily. Competing
0: with fucking Dogecoin for the...
1: It was the first cryptocurrency, I guess, huh? Oh,
0: God.
4: So they're still fighting hostiles, quote-unquote. Uh, Sporadically in the late 1870s, um, July 1882, a group of Apache flee the reservation uh, and they kill CBQ Charlie Colvig. What? CBQ? He was chief of police at the San Carlos agency there. So these people fled to the Mogollon Rim area near Big Dry Wash. Uh, it was Thomas Cruz that led the Sixth Cavalry. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> they lead him down the narrow Diablo Canyon. Seiber uh, and scouts went ahead and climbed the rim and saw the Apache waiting to ambush the soldiers. Ah, rim job. Hmm. CB with with the the kid as first sergeant circled around and came up on the pot uh, the Apaches by the rear. Mm-hmm. So they snuck up behind them in the rear. Ooh, they
0: out Apache the Apaches, mm-hmm. and were able to let you try to make some innuendo out of that.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's some clever maneuvering that uh, captured the ponies and killed the guards. By then the troops arrived and start shooting into the Apache stronghold. Uh, Cruz remembered Sieber killed six or eight hostiles by himself. Cruz survived and received the Medal of Honor uh, of the. Twenty-seven warriors there; only fifteen survived. Uh, the soldiers lost a few too, including uh, Private Pete, one of Kid Scouts.
0: Private Pete—that's just his name. Yep. You like, called him a
4: kid scout? He's
0: one of like the boys scouts. Scout. Oh, kids the scouts. Apache kids. Scouts. I was just
1: thinking, like the younger brother from Pete and Pete.
0: Yeah. Fighting the Indian wars. Or like, yeah, Private Pete definitely sounds like some Beetle Bailey shit. But yeah.
4: So that was the fight of big dry wash. That was the last battle against the Apache in Arizona. Even though they took it across the border, is it like a dried up uh, riverbed or something? Is that why it's yeah. called Big Dry Wash? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In 1882, after fighting the Cheyenne and Lakota, he had another scout dressed in traditional garb, except for they had red headbands. That's how you could tell them apart.
0: Right. Ooh, Raphael. Well, that and the Apache dressed a lot different, generally, comparatively mm-hmm. than everything I've ever seen than the Plains tribes. But whatever.
4: May 1883, Crook and four groups of scouts, including the kid, gained the confidence of a guy named Peaches, if you remember him. <laughs> I forgot about Peaches. He was a Chiricahua scout who knew all the Geronimo's hangouts, and they find Geronimo and he surrendered. Uh, but, of course, 1885, Geronimo flees again with into the Sierra Madre in Mexico there. Uh, Crook employed over 500 scouts, including the kid. Who directed a group of scouts under Crawford? Uh, the kid learned from this trip about all the hideouts in Mexico, so he's going to use that later on in the story. Ooh. Did you show him that fucking the bar from From Death Till Dawn?
1: I was just
0: thinking that, <laughs> like all the hideouts in Mexico. Like.
4: So during this campaign, uh, Crawford—I think he was a lieutenant. He was a like second in command behind Crook. He was killed by Mexicans who thought his group were Apaches, allegedly.
0: <laughs> okay.
4: It's like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Geronimo surrendered again and agreed to go back, but lingered uh, down in Mexico and got drunk. Knowing Crook didn't like the Apache drinking, uh, he fled to Mexico again. So I guess he went back, got
0: drunk, and was like, Oh, no, i the Yeah, And then
4: left again. Oh, I thought he did it on purpose.
1: It's like, like,
0: What are you going to do, my yeah. dad? I'm Fuck in you. Mexico now,
1: bitch. <laughs> I'll never ask you for anything <laughs> yeah. ever again.
0: Oh, shit. I'm I'm
4: from Death to
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> So they flee to Mexico. This time it's only with about thirty-five people though. Crook was embarrassed by this, and he was replaced by guess who? Oh,
1: Nelson Miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You be you be- Fuck you, Miles. CD. Actually, this
0: is part of the story where Nelson Miles oh, right. isn't he always actually, as bad. Yeah,
4: he actually did something that wasn't fully one hundred percent atrocious. Yeah. once. He was a little bit like Custer, that He was kind of shoot first and ask questions later, but he actually did some good things because he ended up being in charge of, after that, after Sheridan dies, I think, right?
0: Uh, In charge of the Army of the West. Yeah, something like that. Well, wasn't he also, he was overseeing Indian agencies for a while, too, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. I think
4: after Little Bighorn, they put that under the control of the Army, so...
1: Yeah, we should still play the song, anyways. Right now. Fuck you, Mile City.
0: <laughs> it also goes <knows> in miles. <laughs>
1: Can I have another White Claw? Oh, sure. Buy our shirts from T Public. We've got one with a red ghost straddled by a skeleton man. And that's pretty cool Buy our shirts from Tee Public. We have like seven I think They are of excellent motif Bo designed them himself He is full of curse words And that's cool and brass Adobe Suite Costs real money And that comes out of his ass buy our shirts from t public there's one in comic sans that simply states fuck mile city and looks like a summer camp buy one now buy one now you lovely person we are glad to welcome you to our fucked history cast podcast a bronson swagger company
4: Nelson Miles didn't trust the Apache Scouts, though, and dismissed most of them. Uh, Miles sends out Captain H.W. Lawton to find Geronimo. Uh, but after six months, uh, without any Apache Scouts, uh, didn't have any luck. Uh, then Miles ordered him to pick up some uh, Chiricahua Scouts. Uh, then they found Geronimo, who surrendered, and was shipped off to Florida this time. Yep. Uh, Miles sent off the Chiricahua's that helped him, too.
0: On the same train, I think even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And so, of course,
4: Miles took all the credit for capturing him. Of course, even though his lieutenant Gatewood found and talked Geronimo into coming in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid along went along with his military service. Still, as an Apache, uh, he didn't understand military rules because uh, there's 128 articles of war. I'm sure you're you know too.
0: Sure, I know, all 128, yeah. like the back of my oh, head. Oh, I never
1: read the articles. I just
0: was there for the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of Playboy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he was a first sergeant. Uh, he directed scouts and campaigns, but also acted as a policeman at San Carlos Agency. Uh, this is the scout's main duty after 1886. He had to obey all military orders. But he also had to obey his ancient customs, too. Oh, no. So if somebody murdered somebody in your band, uh, it was your duty bound to avenge that death. Uh, Some were avenged after a night of drinking, which was common. Oh, yeah. By
0: Grabthar's
3: hammer, by the sons of Warvan, you shall
0: be avenged. I'm thinking. I'm thinking as he's describing this. All I'm picturing is Alan Rickman with that stupid purple thing <laughs> on his head.
4: So until the 1880s, the government kind of let blood feuds be settled on the reservation; didn't get involved. That changed with the Crow Dog murder in 1881 at the Rosebud Agency. Uh, Crow Dog, a rival chief, uh, shot Spotted Tail and killed him. Oh shit! Who was a Brule Sioux? Uh, the case was settled between the brulee by Crow Dog giving the Spotted Tail family $600 and eight horses oh. and a blanket, oh. of course. But outraged white citizens called for the arrest of Crow Dog. Uh, he was found guilty and sentenced to hang by an all-white jury. Nah. What the fuck?
1: So it's like, dude, we had this shit on fucking yeah, lock. Yeah. It's fine. It's we, we not it Christian.
0: <laughs> hang him. It is not Christian <laughs> to let them settle in amongst themselves. So they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> They're like children of the wilderness. She's
3: not a Christian. No! She's tampering in doubt stuff.
4: 1883, the U.S. Supreme Court issued a decision that the Brulé Tribal Council had the authority to resolve the crime. No. And the U.S. District Court had no jurisdiction over crimes on the reservation, so Crow Dog was released. Ooh, no rules. Holy
0: shit. Spring, All right, oh. Spring
1: break. Yeah, just no rules just right.
0: So when Annie says every time we cross into about Montana, she's like, "Fuck, no rules," because you'll you'll be driving along and just see like a pickup truck that's almost on fire with like, sure. you know, still driving sh- sh- shit strapped to it and slogans. It's like, oh wow, no rules.
4: <laughs> I remember the kid in Roundup when I was filling gas; he was smoking. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> look over across the lot and he's like, "Oh, uh, uh,
0: time to leave." Sounds about right. <laughs> My favorite is, you don't. well, it's not Montana or North Dakota, but just in Utah, like, filling gas and the fucking burning of the weeds in the ditches, like, next to the gas station. Just a raging brush fire, like, 30, 40 yards from the fucking pumps. Good Lord. Yeah. Good. I mean,
1: that's up there with, we stopped in some no-name town in Montana on the way back from North Dakota, like, what, 2014 or whatever mm. we did this thing? And... uh uh, we, I was driving back on the 4th of July. So, I mean, we stopped to get gas, and like, quite literally, just across a two lane street from the gas station, just fucking fireworks galore. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like a, a wide open field, and there's probably 150 people out there just like firing off fucking mortars. And oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. It's like, ah, I'm out of gas, and there's nothing close. I have to <laughs> fill up here. It's fucking Just got to duck,
0: duck and cover, combat cover. fill. Yep.
4: Anyway, no rules. Uh, but in 1885, Congress passed the Major Crimes Act, which placed major crimes under federal law on the reservation. Ooh, some rules.
1: Some rules.
4: But uh, right. also the kids' crime, when we get to that, would be placed under military jurisdiction, no, too. no
1: double jeopardy! No. Mm-hmm. And major crimes definitely sounds like some fucking... Supervillain? Supervillain, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Like from Oh, like no, the, it's the major brothers. crimes! <laughs> and general misdemeanor! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Argent Felony. Uh, Tiswin. Remember that? Yeah! Yep. Tiswin. Too,
0: paper,
4: that was the Apache's favorite drink. It was only about 4% alcohol.
0: Oh, uh, so it is White Claw.
4: It's uh, <laughs> boiled corn that's fermented. God, that sounds so good.
0: Tiswin. Just for the taste.
4: Sometimes they added Jimson weed though, mm. which is fatal in large doses, but Damn. induced hallucinations. Whoa, oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
4: like white claw with acid in it? Yes.
1: Sick. That's what you put that's what you mix that, with the white claw pure. Yeah, I was gonna say.
0: Yep. Ooh, yeah. Uh,
4: of course the United States authorities wouldn't accept Apache Customs.
1: No! It's not Christian.
4: Because uh, sometimes the Tissman drinking parties turned into fights, and sometimes death.
1: Oh, and the fucking saloons didn't? Yeah, I was going to say.
0: Yeah, yeah but those are white people, Tony. <laughs> God, damn God damn it. How many times do we have to? They're just not as tan as the you know, yeah. there's
4: just... Anyway. Uh, patchy men refuse to be broken of the habit, though. That's right. Uh, the no men moves. would fast for four days before drinking to make Pop- the results
0: quicker. Oh, yeah. fuck. fuck.
1: Yeah, that's how you do it. You got to fight before so you're <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> God damn, that's like planning their weekend bender. takes all week, man. Yeah. I'm going to let out a little bit of my blood, too, get it all. <laughs> I'm going to stare
4: at the sun for the whole day before.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to drink any water. I'm not going to eat.
4: So, Togo D. Choose. That's kid's grandfather. I'm sure I said that right. So when he was young, he won the affections of a lady over Rip, a rival from a different band. So Rip sulked for years and years and continued to plot revenge. Oh, On December 25th, 1886, there was a drinking party in Aravaipa Canyon. Rip encouraged his brother, Gonzizi. to
0: G-O-N-Z-I-Z-Z-I-E. It can only pretty much be Gonzizzi.
4: So he's like
1: an
0: Italian? It sounds like a band. It's like like a Walmart brand Bon Jovi or something. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
4: So Gonzizzi, he killed uh, Togo T. Jesus. Damn.
0: Togo de de shoes. Uh,
4: Togo's band responded by killing Gonzizzi. But this didn't satisfy the kid, who knew that Rip was the one behind
1: all this. God damn it! Now that you said his band killed him, I'm like imagining like a drummer and two stars <laughs> just like fucking knife make the
0: bass player do naked. It. Well, knife. that's why they're, they're killing the the store brand yeah, Bon Jovi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're
1: like they're like naked knife fight in the fucking valley with yeah fucking fake Bon Jovi.
0: And then it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, Rip. That also sounds like you know, it's like mm-hmm. store brand slash. <laughs> you know, and instead of a instead of a top hat, he wears like a tricorn hat or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
4: Just fucking hammered
1: he drunk. He plays up. all the leads
4: backwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rip also had two others killed and bragged about it how oh, he never got into trouble for that. Damn it. Oh, You've been to kill people. That's what you want
1: to do, to to get do. away with a crime. <laughs> <laughs> fucking brag about how you didn't get caught. Yeah. Super.
0: Well, that's like, uh, what, Diamond Field fucking Jim from the Idaho episode? Mm, yeah, when, that's what got I man. killed so many sheep ranchers. I'm so awesome. Yeah. What you want it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
4: I'm
1: going to kick this dog. Yeah. <laughs> Bad call, man.
4: Uh, anyway, Rip uh, threatens to kill the kid, too. Uh, Tom Horn, who was also scouting for Sebra at the time, said that Sebra advised the kid against retaliation. But May 28th, 1887, with Captain Pierce and Al Sieber away for a few days, the kid and four other scouts left the reservation and their guardhouse duty without oh, permission. That's
0: desertion. hmm Punishable by. Punishable by. Punishable, punishable by.
4: Punishable by.
1: Punishable
0: by. Punishable by. Demerits. Hanging. Oh, hey, Or firing squad.
1: Because <laughs> when you get hung, it's they, you get ten minutes of hanging, and if you're not dead at the end, then you get to go free, right? That's not a thing. <laughs> no, is, is it five <laughs> minutes?
0: None of it's a thing. Fuck. Yeah, like I think that's so unfair. I right? think there's a thing is like if the rope breaks when the, you know because usually when they the, yeah because they to do the, break the strangle, neck. they try to yeah. do those. I I do remember reading about something where they fucking let a guy go because he broke, broke like three ropes or some crazy shit, but I don't, I don't remember. That might be bullshit.
1: Trying to hang Andre the Giant?
0: That, those are the situations where the head usually just pops off because yeah. you've got so much mass. They had to adjust the fall heights and the rope length or else you'd get like, like dandelion fucking so- pops
1: they just got an R&D department out here. It's yeah. like,
0: all right, bring another one in. Well, it's like Adam, up. Adam, okay. Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman sitting there with <laughs> totally. clipboards. Just but with real people? Just like, dropping. Well, they start out with just Buster, and then they move up <laughs> to...
4: Was that Washington, or is it one of the states that still had hanging legal until, like, the 70s? I thought that was
0: Utah, but maybe... And the guy
4: kept getting fatter and fatter, so they couldn't hang him.
1: That was Washington. And, awesome. No, no. And it was a dude from Shelton. Oh. And he's a friend of my mom's. Oh. Uh, Mitch Mitch Roop was his name. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my mom was, like, writing to him in prison, like, oh, yeah, it's fucking wow. weird. Small yeah. world. Yeah is, yeah.
0: is he out of prison now that he got too <laughs> oh, fat to fucking kill? fucking probably him. had a
1: heart attack at this point. I mean, he was, like, in his, I think he was in his, like, early 50s back in, like, in the late 80s.
0: Mitch Roop. Mitch Roop. Wow. well... Mitchell that. Edward Roop was a convicted murderer who achieved notoriety when his death sentence was overturned after a judge determined that he was too obese to hang. Perfect. Oh, he apparently shot some bank tellers yep. in some water. Yep. Ooh. Holy fuck. Oh, keeping it local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought
1: about that in a long, long time.
0: That is crazy. Yeah. Okay.
1: So my my mom used to cut his hair. She was a a beautician. He was
0: over 425 pounds at the time when they wanted to hang him. Uh, Let's see what actually happened. He died of liver disease Mm -hmm. in Walla Walla. Walla. So So nice they
4: named it twice. There you go. Uh, So they leave their guardhouse duty without permission and join others in a Tiswin party. Yeah. That lasts for about two or three
1: days. Oh, dude. With special
0: guest Tom Horn because they didn't say he went with Seabur. He probably went with Seabur. He probably did get well, I was going to say, I'd
1: be surprised if Tom Horn wasn't, like, the dude that fucking pulled the trigger. No, let me do it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so on May 31st, the kid and his group rode to Aravipa Canyon and killed Rip. The kid and his group rode back to San Carlos and turned themselves in, ready to accept their punishment.
0: Which so they, they, they didn't had, run. I think it's, like, the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia thing where, do you remember that show? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's where, like, you know, the kid shot his uncle's face basically off with an AR and yep. thought he was going to get a slap on the wrist. I think that's <laughs> kind of what these guys are.
1: <laughs> also, when you're saying they, like, killed Rip and, like, they're, they're having the TISWIN party, it's just like, motherfuckers are like, we're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. <laughs> Fuck you, Rip.
4: <laughs> uh, Captain Pierce ordered them, uh, Hawkeye Pierce, ordered them to turn in their guns and ordered them to the guardhouse.
1: You're a loose cannon, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: the interpreter, Pierce said if they didn't obey, that they'd be sent to Florida. Oh, no! no! <laughs> Whatever you say, man. <laughs> this alarmed the kid, obviously, because <laughs> he thought he'd get off easier than that, because that was their right. tradition. Sure. Uh, part of the kid's group brought their guns up, and shots were fired. Zebra <laughs> was hit in the ankle. I'll give you my gun, one bullet at a time. Yeah. Um, the kid and his four scouts fled on foot. Uh... Mm-hmm. The interpreter might not have liked the kid and mistranslated it on purpose. They always uh. That's not the first time we heard of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah, I mean, it happened. all this. It's like just having a shitty lawyer.
4: So the kid joined with 15 others and fled south. Uh, they stole some horsies to get away faster. This time they didn't run. <laughs> uh, on June 2nd, the party split into two. Uh, Gan Shai, leading the other group, he was looking for horsies. He shot and killed William Deal, who was chopping down a tree.
1: Yeah, woodhawks. Um, <laughs> That's on him, man. So they
4: steal his horses and leave. So never cut down a tree in the woods. Well, it's
1: not really stealing if he's dead, right? Because it's not like he's going to use them anymore. Yeah,
4: you're borrowing at yeah. that point.
1: Yeah. Well, they're just feral horses as soon as that guy hits the ground.
4: Uh, so the kids party move into or the rural Mountains, and they rest there. June 5th, the U.S. Army was after him, led by Lieutenant Carter P. Johnson of the 10th Cavalry. Oh,
0: shit. Is this when the 10th Cavalry was already Buffalo soldiers?
4: Uh, I, th- I think that
0: was later on, maybe. Was oh, that the
4: 9th? Or the was it the, 9th the 10th?
0: 9th and 10th, I think, were all Buffalo. Oh,
4: I don't know. We'll have to look that up.
0: I'm pretty sure.
4: I was like, uh, well, Benteen did that too, but uh, the people who get promotions, and it's like, oh. But you have to serve with the Buffalo Soldiers. Is like, nope, thanks. I'll nah. go
0: back to
1: being a
4: captain. Yeah. Wow,
1: that's that's like extreme racism. Except for Jack
0: mm-hmm. Pershing, who only talked shit after he was done.
1: That's like uh, David Cross talking about. He grew up in like uh, Atlanta, right, or part close to Atlanta, and he's like, yeah, man. Like growing up, there's there's like segregated fucking cemeteries. <laughs> it's like, my dead, rotting, worm infested. Putrefied corpse <laughs> next to a black man's <laughs> <laughs> disgusting.
0: <laughs> no, I guess the tenth was formed as a segregated unit, so they would have it would have been Buffalo soldiers even back then. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah, they
4: have a museum down in Arizona too, don't they?
0: I know, I gotta get to it. Yeah.
4: So they see his plume of smoke from a campfire. This is in the Santa Catalina Mountains. It was answered by another puff of smoke in the Galerio Mountains.
0: It's like the uh, noise your phone makes when you receive and send a text. That's what's happening. Totally. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's oh yeah, my, yours that's makes, makes a terrible noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Lieutenant Johnson headed for the Santa Catalina Mountains. That was the band there, uh, led by Guns Shay. Led by Axl Rose. And keep on saying band, party. And now Tony's the-
0: got me doing it too. Yep. <laughs>
4: Kidd and his party left the Mountains and headed south. Traveled over 100 miles south to the town of Crittenden, and that's 20 miles north of the Mexico border. So June 8th, one of the two Indians that broke off from the main group killed Michael Grace in Temporal Canyon in the Santa Rita Mountains near Crittenden. Uh, the main party got into an unsuccessful gunfight with William Leake near Grace's property. Uh, they were seen going southeast towards the Patagonia Mountains. Y- you notice that there's a lot of mountains. In-
0: yeah, you're just coming up with a shitload of mountains. Mm-hmm.
4: So this is the driving tour, if you want to take it in southeast Arizona. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so the army's after them in the Patagonia Mountains now. And then
0: Gin- in the big rock candy mountain, they settled down and ate jelly beans.
4: <laughs>
1: Soft-boiled eggs, laid mm-hmm. by
4: hands. Uh, June 10th, Ganshai was surprised by Lieutenant Johnson at the top of the Rincon Mountains. They got away, but it seemed now they're heading north towards San Carlos. Uh, General Miles left his headquarters and went to San Carlos to personally oversee it. Then he got word that the kid wanted to come in and turn himself in. Uh, In turn, Miles would be lenient on the kid.
0: Yay. Sure.
4: Never... Never went back on his word.
0: Oh, okay, keep going.
4: <laughs> Miles and Captain Pierce uh, didn't view Rip's killing as important, but military order was, and leaving their post was the big no-no.
0: <laughs> I told you.
4: Uh, Miles believed the kid should only be charged with desertion and mutiny, not the shooting of Sieber or killing of Rip. Uh, he did kill Rip, but he didn't shoot Sieber. It was the other guys. Right,
0: right. But also, what's the punishment for mutiny and desertion, anyway?
4: That's still hanging. It's still hanging. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go leaning on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm not going to charge you with these other two because that would just be beyond the pale. Uh, we are going to charge you and hang you for the desertion and the mutiny. But at least you'll, you know, won't smear your name through the mud with the uh, with the murders. Uh, God damn it!
4: So the court martial started June 28th, 1887, at San Carlos. Miles had Lawrence Tyson serve as judge advocate, good old Mr. Tyson.
0: Like from the chicken or say. from the boxing? Boxing. Good.
4: Lieutenant John Baldwin was another Baldwin brother. Uh-huh. He was consul for the accused. Uh, he only had two days to go from Fort Thomas to San Carlos, which You're is 30 right miles.
0: Three miles away. <laughs>
4: And he didn't have time to prepare for his defense, really. He was, oh, fuck. I'm sure he
0: was going to mount a vigorous defense in the first place. Mm-hmm. Fucking my cousin Vinny is shit.
4: But Baldwin at least knew the law well and studied it at West Point. Um, Judge Advocate Tyson, acting as prosecutor, filed two charges against Kid: mutiny, and desertion. Did you say the, the uh, prosecution's middle name
1: was Advocate?
4: Judge Advocate Tyson. No, oh, Judge, it, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Judge Advocate Reinhold. What? <laughs> uh, any soldier convicted of mutiny usually got the death sentence. Uh, desertion, though harshly punished, usually not a death
0: sentence. So they'd shoot you for the mutiny and then flog your corpse for the desertion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> In Kid's defense, he said he never read the Articles of War. Probably because didn't
0: know how to read. read very likely, <laughs> but also like it's not like they had fucking copies of them laying around mm, uh, 1800s most, army post.
4: Most people didn't know all the articles of war anyway. <laughs>
1: well, it's like uh, if you break the law and you didn't know that that was a law that it's not your... It's it's still your fault because you're supposed to know every fucking
0: law that there is. Right, that's kind of yeah. how it is. Yeah. anyway. But, yeah. So they would
4: plead ignorance to the charges and pleaded not guilty Uh They only had one day to prepare. Uh, Despite this, Baldwin proved a strong advocate for the kid. Wow. So he actually tried.
0: Holy fuck. Uh,
4: Captain Pierce was the first witness. Uh, He explained that 15 to 20 shots were fired at Seabury with rifles. Uh, The scouts weren't that bad of shots, though. Uh, They are probably shooting just to let the others escape. Uh, Seabury, like we said, only was hit once in the ankle
0: and that was probably an accident. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, you know, the scouts, I think, got, like Seabroo got along with his scouts. Mm-hmm.
4: But after, you know, they just wanted to get him to escape. But Tyson was trying to prove the kid was influential with others. That started firing. Kid was considered a replacement for the chief opening when his grandpa died. But they selected Uh Tyson asked how many days the kid was absent. Uh, Twenty-five, said Captain Pierce, though he returned on his own. Uh, This was long enough to prove that desertion charge for the kid. No. Pierce admitted the kid handed in his guns before the shots were fired. So it's kind of hard to shoot if you already turned in your guns. Uh, Al Sieber was the second witness. He said the kid grabbed for a gun and that he pushed him back, which contradicted Pierce. Uh, since Sieber was in extreme pain, he might have been confused at the events. Uh, he also said the kid made a movement to the guardhouse like he was going to go there, uh, go before the shooting. Uh, Sieber said the kid gave others a look as to have him shoot if he was ordered, <laughs> yeah. when he ordered him to the
0: guardhouse. It's like the real, like, looking at the camera and wink real hard.
4: Yeah, like 50 goes west.
0: Yeah, yeah. The lady <laughs>
4: He also testified that the kid wasn't as prominent as any other member of his band, so he could get people to do stuff, I guess, by winking at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, the panel injured since Sieber was in so much pain, having difficult te- uh, difficulty testifying. The next witness was Frederick Nipple.
1: <laughs>
4: awesome. you got to warn me
1: before you <laughs> do shit like <on> that. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been taking a drink of a White Claw. <laughs>
4: He was a clerk that had to interpret from Spanish to English. I wonder what his family used to do, like, for made
0: made nipple wet, wet, clamps. Wet nurses.
4: <laughs> uh, he was a clerk that had to interpret from Spanish to English. The other interpreter was Antonio Diaz. He hid for cover, so he didn't see who was doing the shooting.
0: So you had to do then Spanish to Apache, I guess. Sure, nothing got fucked up in those translations no. at all. Uh, William
4: Dutchin, a blacksmith. And soon after, Charles S. Chu, he must have been heir to the Charleston Chu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they were called. Uh, they gave conflicting testimonies. Dutchin said he saw the kid run between the outhouse and the dormitory.
0: And then the kid scalped me. <laughs> and, I got better.
4: And he stopped and fired a shot. But the, the blacksmith was 100 yards away and didn't see the face, but recognized his walk. Uh-huh. You can like, way I used my Exactly.
0: Or fucking Monty Python.
2: Yeah.
0: They're heavy-footed. He's, he
1: studied at the Ministry of Silly Walks.
0: <laughs> That's the Apache were so stealthy. You know, every step was taken, like, kicking your leg out completely per- perpendicular. Spin the sidewalk sideways. Right.
4: Yeah. Uh, Pierce and Sieber testified that the kid left without a weapon. Private Charles S. Chu admitted he didn't know the kid, but saw an Indian shoot from that general direction. But the Indian was mounted, and the kid and his four scouts were on foot. So uh, Chu's testimony was a little more reliable. Uh, Diaz, the interpreter, was called to testify. He said he asked the kid where he had been. The kid said, quote, to kill a man, it's none of your business. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. You should always respond that way. Uh, Diaz said he didn't care how many Indians he killed, but lectured him on leaving without permission. Little is known about Diaz, but uh, some think he was captured by Apache as a child because of his hatred of Apaches.
0: Oh, he has a perfect job then.
4: Mm-hmm. And Apaches hated Mexicans for the whole scalp hunting oh, thing yeah, that's, for years and fucking years. Fucking this
0: got to be a great work environment.
4: <laughs> uh, Diaz said the kid immediately gave up his gun, but when Pierce said, uh, Calaboose or "guardhouse," uh...
0: Calaboose? What, what, why'd you just throw that?
4: That was the name for the guardhouse back, or,
0: uh, jail. Calaboose. I it's, gotta look. It's almost, like the, like,
4: yes. it's almost like the
0: caboose
1: or b o o. Calaboose. It's almost like the. Calaboose,
0: calaboose. Can you do the fandango? <laughs> I was thinking
1: uh, Chuck Berry had that fucking Riding around my automobile song.
0: But he, like one of the lines is. Run along with my calaboose. Really? Yeah. She's so driving around in a jail. Oh, yeah. Calaboose. Informal. A prison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that can easily be escaped from. <laughs> yeah. A prison full what of shotguns. What
0: is a Calaboose Calaboose, in some areas of the United States, is a small, freestanding, one or two room jail building. It's known as a Calaboose, meaning dungeon in Spanish. Nice. Ooh, speaking of fucked up jails, we went through, uh, not to get too far off topic, but went through uh, uh, Marmouth and, like, Checked out, you know, the, the jail there again by the Pastime Steakhouse. Oh. Like, Marmouth is a, is a town in extreme southwestern North Dakota. It's right on the Montana border. You go down there and hunt for dinosaurs, and you eat at the steakhouse, and that's all you do there because there's not much else to do. But they have um, a jail that sits out. I don't know if it. I've, you know, rumor is it gets used every once in a while for like unruly drunks and shit, but I don't know. It's literally just one of those, uh, like a steel cage, like a strap iron steel cage with like it's a two, it's a two celler, so it's got a wall in the middle, but it's just got like a cot mm-hmm. and just like square holes in like iron strapping with like a door with a padlock on it, and it just sits on this. It's no roof. Just sitting out on the street. Oh wow! All right,
1: uh, <laughs> it's like the thing that got Mad Mardigan fucking. Oh, kind of. I yeah. can
0: find it. Like, um.
1: uh, yeah. So Bo, we haven't we haven't recorded in like a mu- over a month, and Bo uh, Bo just got back from North
0: Dakota. So yeah, yes. he saw some shit, bro. Hands. Oh, it's first image. Yeah. It's this thing.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's quite literally the thing that Mad Mardigan's swinging from, but <laughs> only no a, roof, only and it sits an, on
0: the ground, and it's room for t- it's uh, double yeah. double room, double, double occupancy. Wow. Anyway, go on. A uh,
4: guy named Bakendoth or something close <laughs> he, to that, uh,
0: fucking vampire. <laughs> I'm Bakendoth. <Bach and>
4: <laughs> he is one of Kid's uh, scouts. He grabbed for the gun, at least according to Diaz, and said, "There's nothing for us to do but fight." Uh, Diaz, trying to get out of the way, fell back, so he didn't recognize who fired first. Uh, Diaz never said anything about the kid being sent to Florida if they refused, which is probably a lie. Right. Uh, the next day, the defense got to cross-examine Al Sieber in his tent. He said that the kid never gained possession of a firearm during the escape and said there was no crime given by the scouts to think it was prearranged or no sign. Uh, when asked about the kid, Sieber said his behavior was always good.
0: So this yeah. time he he helped. Oh shit! All right. Bullet induced schizophrenia.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Baldwin called Gan Chai as the defense's first witness. He said there was no prearranged plan. Uh, and knew of uh, that the kid had no guns. Gan Chai was a poor witness, though. Uh, it's always been said that he might have been jealous of the kid because they are competing for the chiefdom there. Uh, another member of the kid's band said there was no pre-range signal attack. Baldwin also produced documents about the kid's service records of his outstanding service. Nice. Uh, Baldwin had no more witnesses, but they allowed the kid to speak on his own behalf. Uh, he said he left without permission and got drunk on Tiswin and shot Rip. But he also said that he, when he turned himself in, he has said that if he didn't obey, they would be shipped off to Florida. And at that time, he heard a shot. He ran out grabbing, not grabbing a gun. Uh, so basically, we only have that 700 words that he spoke on his behalf as any record of him. Oh, wow. Um, he said the only man he killed was Rip. It also might have been the kid's father who was killed instead of his grandpa. Words were kind of close in the dialect there. Oh. So, um, there are five groups of Western Apache and 20 bands within that, so it's each has a slightly different dialect. And it's possible the interpreter spoke a different dialect,
0: too. Or was drunk, or was just being an asshole.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Or just was tacitly pretending to speak Apache.
4: <laughs> Pig Latin Apache. Mm-hmm. Uh defense counsel began his summation by saying the kid was being tried as an Indian and not a soldier. Oh, yeah. They want him to, f- to be tried as an Indian and not a soldier. What? Whatever Whatever helped him most. Oh, okay. <laughs> the defense pointed out all the gunfire came from the Mounted Apaches. Uh, not the kid or his four scouts that were standing in front of Pierce. The kid was still unarmed when he was on foot on the Yila River. When they saw him leave town, Baldwin said to prove mutiny, there had to be intent. Uh, Baldwin also reminded the panel that the kid came in on his own. Baldwin also argued that the kid didn't really understand what mutiny meant. Fair enough. Uh, Chiricahua scouts back in 1886 who helped hunt down Geronimo were sent to Florida along with Geronimo. Uh, the band of Indians that stood behind the kid remembered this. Uh, despite the lack of time, Baldwin gave the kid a real defense... As in, he actually tried. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But the panel was definitely biased against Apache, and some of them not even wanting them as scouts, which is kind of a dumb thing.
0: We can't do this on our own, but we don't want you.
4: <laughs> so the courtroom was cleared, and the panel deliberated, and in a brief time returned with a sentence. Set him on fire. Guilty on both counts in a death sentence, and at least six of the eight of the panel voted for death. So,
0: fuck. Yes, but who, who, uh, well, first, what happened? I just
1: like they, like, don't even look at his entire service record. Like, he fucking helped them so much. Well,
0: you know, so did my horse, but I ate him too. You yeah. Know? It's like, sure, it's fine.
4: Uh, Miles must have known that these officers would vote death penalty, but he did find him a good, sympathetic lawyer for the kid. Mm-hmm. So, hats off to Nelson Miles there. Grudgingly, yes. Uh, so the kid set off a chain of events after he uh, escaped that included the deaths of two white men, but ended in the prosecution of five of his band members for murder, and two of his scouts and Yi would be put to death. No sentence recommended by the court-martial panel could be carried out without the commanding officer's approval, and the commanding officer had the power to pardon or mitigate or reduce punishment which was common with a young, fresh recruits that didn't have a great understanding of English. Though the president was considered the final reviewing authority, uh, in the kids' case, the Secretary of War assumed the, the act of the president for some reason.
0: <laughs> it's getting, like, mired in yeah. bureaucracy. Very, yeah.
4: <laughs> Who was the president at the time? Uh, 1887? Rutherford B- Ruther- Ruther-
0: Hayes. I just don't want to get involved. No, I was, I'm was. i pulling that straight out of my ass, But There may close. be one of these. Grover
4: Cleveland.
1: Oh. Grover Cleveland? 1887? Mm-hmm. Grover Cleveland. All
4: right. Anyways. So anyways the
1: president's president like, I don't want to get involved.
4: They're appealing, and during the appeals process, the judge advocate general assisted the Secretary of War on their decision, so this was, in fact, the in effect, the Court of Appeals.
0: And then the Department of Interior came in because they considered Indians wildlife and they had jurisdiction over that. And, and the then Department of
1: <laughs> Natural Resources decided that...
0: Yeah, that the Apache scalps were too valuable of a natural resource to be squandered. <laughs> and then the IRS had, had, hadn't <laughs> even been invented yet.
1: Like, Colorado Department of yeah, uh, Transportation. Fishing, fishing
4: <laughs> so after receiving the document of the kid's court-martial, General Miles began reviewing it. July 29th, 1887, Miles returned the documents with instructions for the panel to reconvene and re-examine their verdict and sentence, which is kind of a way to, say, change it. Yeah, you better. I think you want to rethink this. The panel reconsidered and revoked the first sentence on August 6th, 1887. the so only kill him once. Uh, they submitted that the kid be confined to hard labor for the period of his natural life.
0: Ooh, merciful. Am mm-hmm. I not merciful? Jesus Christ.
4: So December 27th, 1887, so this is still lingering on. Uh, Still not satisfied, General Miles used his powers to reduce the sentence again to 10 years at Leavenworth.
0: Hey, there you go, little buddy. Wow. Then later
4: changed to Alcatraz.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Oceanside.
4: Miles explained to the panel that although they were employed as U.S. Army scouts, the guilty were, quote, ignorant, unlettered Indians.
0: So there it is. There's the... He reconfirmed the story Thanks.
4: of the kid and the scouts going to turn themselves in and that the other Apache panicked when they heard that they're going to be sent to Florida and fired their guns, not the kid.
0: should happen every time anybody says they're going to go to Florida or ah. like your neighbors just all rally around and start shooting that to whoever keep you from wants going. You, yeah.
4: Yeah. January 20th, 1888, the Adjutant General of the Army ordered the Apache scouts to be transported to Alcatraz. Alcatraz opened in 1853 uh, when the government put huge gun emplacements and labeled it Fort Alcatraz. 1868, it became a federal prison. Uh, two of the guys from the Modoc War were imprisoned there too. Uh-huh. Another review process was made. Uh, Baldwin got the panel to admit their biases towards the kid, Ooh. but only one admitted that he couldn't be fair.
0: <laughs> I just can't
1: stop being racist. <laughs> I'm biased and unfair. Yeah. I'm just biased. I'm fair,
0: though. <laughs> yeah.
4: Fuck you. A judge advocate general remitted the kid's sentence, but there was one more step. It was sent to the Secretary of War. They said since they weren't in jail that long, keep them in and we will review it again in six months.
1: Get the fuck out
4: of here. Though so they already been in prison for more than a year by this time. So six months later, the case is returned to the... Uh, Secretary, Secretary of War, War again. Uh, two weeks later, General o. o. Howard, who was commander of the Pacific... Oh,
3: oh. Oh, oh Mr. Asked Ka- to,
4: <laughs> He asked to return the prisoners to San Carlos. Uh, they were met with hostility at San Carlos. The soldiers thought they should have been punished more when they came in.
3: What the fuck?
4: But it was the San Carlos authorities that chose to press charges, using both federal and territorial authority because Arizona's not a state in 1888. Right. In November 1888, Captain Bullis, who was a San Carlos Indian agent, filed a complaint and ordered it as arrest. Uh, They charged the kid with murder of Michael Grace near Crittenden, uh, one of the white guys. Just a few days after he got back, the kid was arrested and transported to Tucson in the Pima County Jail. March, he was presented against... um, March, a case was presented against him. A uh, kid bound over to wait the grand jury hearing, uh, although a guy named Miguel probably killed Grace. Authorities thought, since the kid was leading the raiding party, that that was enough to make a case against him. The following month, the U.S. Supreme Court ordered the release of Ganchai because he was illegally tried by Federals instead of territorial government.
0: This is like fucking doing your taxes. Yeah. This decision (laughs) meant that
4: the U.S. District Court lacked authority to try the kid for murder and he was released.
0: So uh, that took how many years to do all that legal fuckery? Three or so. Oh, good.
1: Fuck, dude. And like, there's, so there's like a uh, holdout that it's just like dead set on fucking putting this kid in prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, October
4: 1889, Gila County or Gila. No doubt pressured by Captain Bullis and Al Seber filed a complaint against the kid for assault with intent to murder against Seber. This was just a pretense to put the kid back in jail. What the fuck? Why? So this finally made him a renegade. Uh, yeah,
1: at that point, he would be like, nah, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, I'm, I'm done.
0: I'm, we're fucking done here. Yeah. There's no more court. There's no more. Yeah.
1: South Africa or like any, literally anywhere else on the planet. So well, well,
0: unfortunately for Native Americans, that usually wasn't that big of an option. Yeah. You know.
4: October 29th, 1889, the case was brought against the kid. All the witnesses, all prejudiced against him again. Oh, shocking. And, of course, why did Sieber testify against the kid for a crime he knew that he didn't commit, which is still a question. He's either um, getting
1: paid or he's more racist than he ever was.
0: Sieber, once again, was like the guy that was... You got shot in the ankle, right? Yeah, but he was also like helped try to get him acquitted the day after he... Sieber had something like the
1: All of a sudden, he's like turning turning his
4: shit around so
0: he's
1: yeah. maybe somebody fucking threatened him or something
0: yeah or maybe bipolar <laughs> drunk or
4: well they so. may or may not have been close but Sieber hired him for five years in a row mm-hmm.
0: uh,
4: was he jealous of the extra $13 he got paid as a month as a scout Ooh. maybe
0: what Sieber didn't get that he's the fucking chief of scouts
4: um,
0: no idea I'm thinking he made a little bit more mm-hmm. than that
4: Kid was promptly found guilty. Uh, it wasn't double jeopardy since the kid's first trial was military. Mm. The trial lasted less than a day. Jesus. Um, along with uh, Bakken Doth, Hale and Says, his <laughs> three co-defendants were found guilty. The judge named Kibby sentenced the kid to seven years in Arizona Territorial Prison. Two weeks earlier, some Apache that fled with kid... Uh, And two scouts that faced the mutiny charge, and Gon had been convicted of murdering William Deal during the raid, and they ordered to be hanged in Florence, Arizona. So his friends are are not doing so well either. Gotcha. Uh, The convicts were initially imprisoned in Globe, Arizona, and were to be transferred to the Yuma Territorial Prison. And that was during that transfer, November 2nd, 1889, going up that hill. The prisoners got out the push, and the nine prisoners escaped, overpowering two guards. Oh,
0: oh and we're back.
4: Uh, the sheriff, Glenn Reynolds, was shot by Pasalou Tao.
0: Glenn Reynolds is, like, the whitest, like, fucking suburbanite, fucking white shorts-wearing polo <laughs> shirt-having, burger-flipping-sounding motherfucker. Hey, Glenn! Hey, Glenn Reynolds! How you doing over there? Oh, we're having a little barbecue and some lemonade with kids. <laughs> <laughs> fucking...
1: I'm, ha- I'm throwing a Christmas party for all my clients. So. Yeah.
0: I'm a CPA. Now, Tanya, she's a little bit uh, wine drunk and taking a couple perker sense, but she's busy. So. <laughs>
4: it's the kind of guy that tucks his shirt into his yep. jeans yeah. shorts.
1: Tucks the polo shirt into his jean shorts.
4: Uh, of course, the other sheriff, uh, William Holmes, had a heart attack and died. The stagecoach driver, Middleton, was shot in the head but survived.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he says oh, he might yeah. have been, like, left alone after he offered the kid a cigarette. Mm-hmm. That's what saved him. That's so what I always do when I get shot in the head. Like, hey, oh, man, do you want to smoke?
1: Dude, your your fucking head's bleeding.
0: Well, um, yeah, you just shot me there, but that I mean, do you want to smoke or not?
1: It's cool, man.
0: Watch this. I could
1: I can smoke a cigarette with the hole you just yeah. put in my head,
0: man. This <laughs> is gonna be my new career, man. Do this at coffee shops, <laughs> in street corners.
4: So man hunts went out but the kid was never found oh no there was unconfirmed reports for years and years after the kids, sne- or of the kid sneaking back to San Carlos and stealing women
0: yeah and here's oh, see here's sure. about where it, it becomes a legend, it? legend and just unabashedly like boogeyman racist fucking shit cuz okay what do we know about this cat so far like who is who who has he hurt other than people that it was either his job to hurt or, the, or his dude, culture, cultural, cultural his obligation yeah. to hurt Totally. Fucking no
1: one. And is he, a, is he a fucking known, like, rapist? But then no. that's the
0: thing is all of a sudden he's, yeah. oh, he's about to be a suspected fucking yeah, yeah. everything. He's Kaiser you know? Soze, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't go to bed on time. Also, uh, we
0: haven't showed you a picture Patchy of him yet. Patchy Kid's um, going to get you. Patchy Kid, uh, as played by uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Is that a picture of him? That's Apache Kid, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he does kind of look like Lou Diamond Phillips. A little sick. little, ang- er, not angry, or just a little sterner. Yeah. but well, yeah.
4: yeah. Isn't Lou Diamond Phillips, like, Filipino or something like that?
0: Part, yeah.
4: <laughs> or partly, anyway. He's
0: partly. <clears throat> uh,
4: so during 1890, a shootout between Apache Renegades and Mexican soldiers.
0: That must have been fun.
4: A warrior was killed, and Reynolds' watch and pistol was found on him.
0: Mm. However,
4: the warrior was much too old to be the kid. Uh-huh. He was an old man kid.
0: It was Gonca Beeblebub or whatever the fuck. Gonchi. There you go. There you
4: go. I think he was already hung for, for the No,
0: movie. he escaped too. <laughs> okay.
1: He's a master knotsman. Yeah. Untied that shit. One hand.
4: Uh, the last reported crimes of the kid were in 1894 near Socorro, New Mexico. <laughs> last reported
1: crimes that... Our speculation. Yeah, yeah. stealing shit from mailboxes.
4: Charles Anderson killed an Apache that uh, was rustling cattle. Oh, he's at the barbecue too. The fucking Mm. Reynolds barbecue. Uh, He identified uh, the the, uh, killed Apache as the kid at the time, Uh, but this had been contested. So the kid kind of becomes a legend. John Horton Slaughter claimed to have killed the kid in the mountains of uh, Chihuahua. In 1899, Colonel Emilio Kosterlitski of the Mexican Rural Guard. So I don't know if he's 100% Mexican, if he's got a (laughs) Costerlitsky.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm not judging.
4: Uh, He was of the Mexican Rural Guard. I guess that's the um, National Guard at the time Mm. or or whatever militia. He said the kid was alive and well in the Sierra Madre Occidental. But this was never confirmed, though. In 1907, a group supposedly tracked down the kid in San Mateo Mountains. They killed and beheaded the kid. Uh, Billy Keene claimed to be the one who shot the kid and swung his head around in celebration.
0: Like a okay. uh, fucking tetherball or...
4: Or this just could have been bullshit. <laughs> it just is. Just some guy. It, it's bullshit. Yeah,
0: yeah. I
1: found some Tiswin and I had a fucking acid trip on it and... <laughs>
0: created some fucking atrocities in the desert. Yeah. It's like a, the worst... Some
4: family that was camping
1: out the there. The
0: worst fucking Burning Man of all time.
4: <laughs> so Arizona Bleeding ranchers man. still blamed the kid for rustling well into the 1920s. Oh, so You're like sick.
0: claiming that shit on their insurance. Oh, Mr. Uh, Edgers, it says here you're missing a couple cattle. Yeah, it's a damn Apache Kid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's in my policy, right? You know. <laughs>
4: His uh, quote-unquote grave is next to Apache Kid Peak in New Mexico. So there's also a comic book, an old comic book about mm-hmm, the Apache Kid. And yep, there's a Marvel. wilderness area in New Mexico named after him.
0: Yeah, the the Apache Kid uh, comic book, uh, in the things I read about it, it was unusual for its time because it was from, uh, what, the 50s, 60s,
4: 50s? Something
1: like it was that.
0: Like, but it was unusual for its time because it treated Native American characters and white characters the same.
1: Oh, wow, what a concept. Wow.
0: crazy. But the thing is, the Apache Kid was, uh, I think he's like a white guy raised by Apaches that dresses up like a cowboy by day and then fights crime dressed as Native American by night.
1: Oh, in the comic book. In yeah, the okay, comic yeah, book. Yeah, okay. Yes.
0: And also, yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips is Filipino and Scots-Irish, and apparently the uh they claim that he has some Cherokee in him. So there you go. Everybody he was is. actually born in the Philippines, and his dad was in the Navy, so that's interesting. Hmm. Lou Phillips is a dope actor anyway.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. La Bamba, you ever see uh, Disorganized Crime?
0: Nope. Great. You it's ever uh, seen Young Guns and Young Guns 2? And Longmire? And, uh... Fuck, now I can't remember the... Uh, never mind. Okay. But what's Disorganized Crime? Meet Nick Markowski,
2: Safecracker. cracker. <laughs> Hello, Nick. Max Green, explosives expert. When was the last time you saw your optometrist? Carlos Barrios, enforcer. I don't do relatives. And Ray Forby, car thief. Need a right, gentlemen? These four professionals have been summoned to Montana by Frank Salazar, criminal mastermind, for a very important assignment. Now, Frank's gang is organized. Frank's plan is ready. The only thing missing is Frank. Where's Frank? Where the hell is Frank? Maybe he found a woman. Maybe he got lost. The problem is Frank is on the run. Mom! I ain't going after him by myself. An overeager hey. cop is on his trail. Don't let him get away this time. Maybe Frank ain't coming back. And these total strangers are on their own. When you take a job, you stick it out of the end. When are we planning on doing this? Tonight. Tonight? Now four disoriented criminals are trying to pull off one disorganized crime. Sheriff, I promise you this is it. We're gonna get nailed! Get my clothes! Get my clothes! He's taking the car! He's taking the car! Oh! There's only one bank, George. What are we gonna do? Rob it and then run away on foot? No! We got him back. There. I say we get the hell out. So you're just gonna give up? Gets a little high in the kitchen. Kitchen burned down, George. Touchstone Pictures presents Corbin Burnson, Reuben Blades, Fred Gwynn, Ed O'Neill, and Lou Diamond Phillips. The yeah. comedy about crime. We got him. We got him! We lost him! We found him! I'm gonna kill him! Disorganized crime.
0: Well, in the movie. I was trying to remember the name hmm. of uh, Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver. With oh, uh, yeah. Edward James almost. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fucking like my favorite uh, Adam and the Ants song. <laughs> Oh. So good.
0: The video is great, too. Stand. Stand.
4: Stand. Stand. I'm the Danny high of
3: New York. Too scared to mention. I spent my cash on looking flashy, grabbing your attention.
4: The devil take a stereo. That's all I have about the Apache Kid.
0: That's pretty much all I had, too, except for uh, if you look up. There's been several movies with that name, too, uh, none of which have to do at all with this story. Generally, the titular character is played by a white guy for some reason. Um,
1: sure. Yeah, that's, I it sounds like Hollywood.
0: The one has a uh, black cowboy character in it that uh, is called Snowflake in the movie, and I you know, I found that problematic. But under further research, uh, Snowflake was actually the guy's stage name. for. He was also a comedian, that's kind of the name he gave himself. Too, uh, so, so it was a real. He played. The, it's like how Tiny Lister was Tiny Lister. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. like you know. Uh, totally. Wait, so
1: the the black cowboy named Snowflake
0: actually called actually existed named, and named himself that. You know, okay. it's not just like, hey, you're gonna come play this part. And you're gonna, we're gonna call you Snowflake. Uh,
1: Fred Toons is the okay. So name. named named after like an actual real person existed. Yes,
0: okay. he, he kind of like played a cowboy version of himself in the thing. Oh, but, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so sweet. yeah, he was a. Actor and comedian in over 200 films, many of which were Westerns. We should actually Damn. talk about him sometime. I think he was in some with uh, uh, fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marion. Uh, John Wayne. Marion Fuckface. Marion Wayne, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, the oh the tax accountant. <clears throat> what? That's what he did before he was an actor. Was
0: he? Yeah. No. I don't know what he wasn't. <laughs> fucking soldier.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or a cowboy.
4: Well, I'm glad that he did that movie that uh, somewhere in Utah or Nevada that got radiation poisoning. That's and like half the cast died of cancer. Oh, is that one? one. Oh, what? I just assumed he. was- But that was the same movie that he played uh, Genghis
0: Khan. I oh, think. that one, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So wow, karma. Wow. That was karma. Yep, that got him. They
4: even brought like dirt and put it on the set.
0: Oh God. Awesome. See, I <laughs> just I just assumed everybody, <laughs> to include the Duke, at that time was just fucking putting down cowboy killers like like I do. Kinda. I f-
1: I, for- I totally forgot he was in a movie where he played Genghis Khan. That's fucking. Oh crazy. yeah,
0: that's fucked up. Oof.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, Apache Kid, like like say, uh, he often gets listed as like a notorious renegade Indian outlaw.
4: He probably just lived in Mexico and lived a
1: quiet life. Yes. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) He was a bartender at the fucking bar from goddamn, from just till He he, he made
0: a couple of culturally informed bad decisions about, you know, army life and uh, was persecuted for that pretty hard. But but yeah, he was an interesting cat. On the real? Yeah.
1: Fuck. But we do have to finish writing that movie about the kid who gets his soul transferred into an Apache Jack yep. helicopter.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And <laughs> then, then pilot. His, his
1: friend
4: is like, whoa, that's you, Timmy?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, he's the pilot that used to fly the helicopter. Well,
0: and then in the sequel, the friend the friend's name is Abraham, and he could be like Abraham Tank, and he can oh. be transferred into oh, shit. one of those. Yeah. I'm going to think of a better first name for the Apache helicopter, like... Well, like, they were made by, what, McDonnell Douglas and Boeing, so just Douglas. Douglas B. Like, Douglas McDonnell is the Apache Kid. Something like that. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Tom Cruise is Ted Cruz (laughs) as Tom Cruise (laughs) in the
0: Apache Kid. Fucking Ted Cruz.
1: But, uh, that being said, thank you, Will. Thank you, Bo. Yeah. And let's go out in a hail.
0: Of?
4: Gunfires.
0: Yay. Better than a hail of wildfire.